I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. The show is brought to you by my company, Body Shop Performance. We create total solutions to optimize your health by focusing on sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. We work with busy professionals on a one-to-one basis for six or 12 months using the latest science and technology. And Body Shop also work with businesses who want to create a culture of energy, vitality and performance and position well-being as a competitive advantage. Find out more at bodyshopperformance.com and enjoy the show. Hello, it's Leanne Spencer. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast. Uh, this is an insights episode, so I will talk to you for 10 minutes or less, some little insight or tip or hint that I picked up this week that I think could benefit you. And I saw an article uh, by a company I mentioned a few weeks ago, Precision Nutrition, about how behavior beats genetics. And it really got me thinking about that. I'm going to link back to this podcast, but I spoke to a guy called Dr. Kenneth Pelletier last year. He wrote a book called Change Your Genes, Change Your Life. I really recommend the book. Absolutely brilliant. Change Your Genes, Change Your Life by Dr. Kenneth Pelletier, P-E-L-L-E-T-I-E-R. And he talked about how your genes are not your destiny and that actually behavior has more of an impact on the overall health result that potentially genes can have and the example he used of this was actually Angelina Jolie and he said if he'd been there to consult with her before she'd had that double mastectomy actually to backtrack she her mother and I think her grandmother had had the BRCA gene the BRCA gene that is an indicator of your risk of breast cancer in women obviously because she had that gene she made the decision to take control of of what she perceived to be the situation and have a double mastectomy, so she had both breasts removed. And Dr. Kenneth Pelletier was saying that he actually wouldn't have advised her to do that because he believes that her behaviours, so the lifestyle choices she makes, the way she lives her life, would actually have had more of a stronger bearing on her likelihood of getting breast cancer than the BRCA gene would have done. And that's a great example of how behaviour can beat genetics potentially. Now, she made the decision she did, and no doubt she would have had you know, quite a lot of time to research that. His point was also that that sort of inspired a wave of women making that bold decision to have mastectomies. And a lot of those women would not have been able to afford the breast reconstruction surgery that she had. So he felt that it was not necessarily the best example to have shown. But I'll link back to that episode. I really recommend having a listen to that. It's another two-parter, very, very good episode, one of my favourites. Back to DNA testing. We can test now for ancestry, disease predisposition. We can test for diet and nutrition. So what is the ideal type of diet? You know, what's just your sensitivity to carbohydrate, to saturated fat, to lactose, gluten, and so on. And for as little as 1,500 pounds, you can now have the full genome sequenced. So you can discover all sorts of aspects of your genes. But to come back to that that point before, this isn't your destiny. And I often say this when I'm going through people's genetic results. Uh, The test we use just looks at 50 dominant genes that relate to either fitness or nutrition. And that this is not your destiny. This is not going to dictate everything that you necessarily need to do and how your life's going to pan out. But it does uncover a lot of guesswork. There is a lot of value in having this information. But I always emphasize that actually epigenetics in other words the impact that the environment has on your genetic expression is huge 
and that all this stuff is not a foregone conclusion. It's useful information, but actually, let's take disease predisposition, for example. You know, as I've said about the BRCA gene just now, having it does not mean you will get breast cancer. And same goes for all the other serious diseases that can be looked at with DNA testing. And actually, what can affect genetic expression, as I say, is likely to have a far greater impact than perhaps the genes that you hold. Just think, it puts the control in your hands to a very large extent. And the stuff that you can't control, which is the genes, the cards you've been dealt with, surely better not to worry too much about those, but control the things you can control. And the sort of things that can affect epigenetics or your your gene expression would be, for example, the foods that you eat, which can really switch on and switch off genes. We know that the foods we eat can have a real bearing on our overall lifespan. You can literally eat your way into good health or eat your way into an early coffin. It's, It's kind of the choice is yours on that. And intellectually, we often know what foods are best for us to eat, but we aren't necessarily eating them. So there's then a sort of a change, a behavioural change piece to layer in on top. So there's the foods you eat, light exposure as well. How much exposure you have to natural light, how much exposure you might have to something like red light. So my partner at the moment is in the other room, standing in front of a full stack of uh, near and far infrared lights, which we've got from a company called Red Light Rising. I'll link to those in the show notes as well. So in a sense that she is is recharging her cells, I mean, regenerating her cells by exposure to that infrared light. Sauna is another way that you can change gene expression. How much you move, how sedentary you are. Um, That is going to have a very, very strong bearing on gene expression where you live. So we live in South London, in one of the biggest cities in the world, obviously. We're near, I wouldn't call it a main road, but it's certainly a busier road than we thought it was when we moved in. I don't think it would have changed our decision to move here, but it's certainly a much busier road than we were expecting. And the net result of that is there's often exhaust fumes. We're simply subjected to more pollution than we we might be if we were living on a quieter street or even better in a less densely populated area. So that has a bearing as well. How well you manage your stress or you don't manage your stress will have a strong bearing on gene expression. That is probably one of the most significant factors. You know, to what degree do you meditate, control your nervous system response? Sleep is another major one. How well you manage other aspects of your well-being. For example, heartfulness. You know, how often do you actually spend your time doing something you really enjoy as opposed to the drudgery of work and to the other tasks that you might have to complete? Environmental toxins touched on this, but chemical exposure, for example, is was one of those. You know, do you live near a, a farm where pesticides are sprayed? Or do you live near a a road where they're painting or they're tarmacking or chemicals are being sprayed into the air? Do you live or work near somewhere where, for example, a garage where cars are frequently spray painted? Do you have to commute every day on the train where people are spraying perfumes and various different chemicals onto their skin, which is filling in the air that you're breathing? I'm well known for getting on a train and shouting carcinogens because the the air is full of perfumes and deodorants and aftershaves. It's, It's revolting. All of that stuff can really control or affect gene expression. So what I'm trying to say really is behavior beats genetics. How you choose to live your life, the environment you're in, the environment you surround yourself in at work and home, how you manage your stress, how you move, your exposure to different sorts of lights, the food that you eat, all of this stuff is going to have a huge bearing on your ultimate health span as well as your lifespan. But of course, it's health span that is more important, really, living that long and fulfilling life in good health, able to walk, write, speak, 
perform basic and private functions for yourself without assistance. That is more important than living a long life. That stuff is all more important really than your genes. So do I think DNA testing is worth doing? Absolutely. I've done it. I recommend it to anyone I know. It's part of our business. It takes away the guesswork from your health. It can give you quite a lot of answers that can help you make better decisions for yourself. It helps you understand where to focus your efforts. So, for example, if you're sensitive to carbohydrate and you have a predisposition towards a certain illness, you can double down on the movement and the diet piece, which can help minimise the risk of that illness, for example, Alzheimer's. And you can limit your exposure to carbohydrates because you know you're sensitive to them and that'll help you with weight and energy management. So, yeah, it's interesting and useful information, but it's not the be-all and end-all. I think DNA testing can help you make the most of your time, particularly when you look at fitness, for example, training according to your your genes and not against them. It can help you to personalise your diet with supplements, but obviously the right kind of foods. And I think that's hugely important. I mean, I've recorded an Insights episode very recently all about that, about how I'm I'm using my gut results combined with my DNA results to personalise my diet to get rid of some inflammation that I've been suffering from. And it helps you to track and monitor behavioural changes as well. And that, I think, all of that kind of stuff is is invaluable. So yes, I'm a huge fan of genetic testing, but it's not the only thing. Once you've got that data, you then need to interpret it and get the right behaviours and get motivated to maintain the right behaviours on a consistent basis to ensure that you get to your ultimate goals and get get that health span that most of us are striving for, that long and healthy and useful and vital life where we could be living our best lives in effect. So behaviour beats genetics. That is the summary of this episode. And I hope that's been useful for you. If you've got questions, as always, just email me at leanne, L-E-A-N-N-E, at bodyshopperformance.com. Leave a comment if you're watching this via social media. You can join our Facebook page, which is Body Shop Performance Limited, and leave us a comment there or ask us a question. And I'll link to the various things that I've spoken about in the show notes as well so that you can access those links easily. That's it from me. As ever, thank you very much for listening. Please do share this episode with anyone else who needs to hear it. And I'll talk to you next week. All the best for now. Interested in finding out what your health IQ is? Jump on our website, www.bodyshotsperformance.com and click on Take the Test. It'll take you through to a short two to three minute test. And at the end of that, you'll get a scorecard and a free 39 page report based on our six signals, sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please think of someone who could really benefit from the content and hit that share button and send it across to them. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Thank you very much for listening.